Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? You ready to rock and roll? We got to hurry. We got so much to talk about. We got like yeah, a yeah. billion calls and a game and Christmas stuff. We got a lot to do. We, yeah. We got, uh, I think, in even our feedback on Facebook's like 19 comments. Got yeah. a lot to talk about. Got so. a lot to talk about. So, so <laughs> you made the suggestion earlier, and I was already thinking it, but. I think we should just intersperse these calls throughout the show rather than just saving them all to one big chunk. Because I'm pretty sure that if, if it was me listening to a podcast and I had to listen to 15 people call in in a row, I would probably turn it off. Yeah. And so. I'll tell you this. There is something there is something like called podcast fatigue, I think. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been li- – like if you're on like a longer drive and you're listening to a podcast – and after about hour 15 mark, you just kind of start thinking your own thoughts and just kind of, yeah. you know, next thing you know, you're not listening to the podcast anymore. I do that sometimes at work. Like if the podcast yeah. goes on for a really long time and I'm listening to the same people talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes if they bring in guests and stuff, it mixes up. Like Adam Carolla, I usually don't have a problem with. He'll bring in a guest or something about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have a new voice to listen to. But if it's the same people the whole episode, like it will be for us. Uh yeah, I just zone out usually mm-hmm. after a little over an hour. But yeah, the ones that are really bad are, and and some of the you know the ones that are really tough with the long podcasts are like just the one person you know, mm. you know yeah. so that's uh, it's hard. It's hard. But kudos to them for doing it because I mean one man show that's that's got to be tough. Yeah. Now, one person I will say, and this is a big little shout out for him, is Ferg with the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Mm-hmm. He goes for yeah. a long time. He's by himself. He usually takes like audio submissions from people. Sometimes that'll mm-hmm. mix up a little bit, but uh, I can actually listen to him the whole time. I don't know what yeah. it is, but he can and he can go for a long time. And I think what it is for him is he has everything written out so that yeah. he never stumbles or anything. And that's so we're, 
He's he's not a two dude just <laughs> no. like winging it. <laughs> no, no, he does, he doesn't do like winging it. No, no. So I had a. We really need to get on get on with the show, but I did have some really good tangents. Um, Okay. I'm not going to go into them. I just wanted to give a little tease. Give a Uh, tease to to one good tangent. Yeah. So there's. I'll just say this. This past week, I canceled my TV service with Charter, and it involved about four phone calls. Oh no! With increasing frustration, so I got some good tangent talk coming up. Oh man! Whenever we get to talk, about yeah. it. don't let me forget about that. And there was something else you weren't supposed to let me forget from like two weeks ago. That uh, the pig, the pig. Oh yeah, I got a pig story too. So <laughs> that stuff's coming up. <laughs> now people are just on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Right, but yeah. uh, tonight we're talking about Die Hard. Yeah. Um, you know, controversially considered a Christmas movie by some yeah but do you have some history for us who started that by the way like the whole saying it was a christmas movie yeah oh i don't know i mean it's it's a a movie that takes place during christmas and for some reason i like to watch it around christmas so it's kind of a christmas movie but yeah it's not yeah i don't know it's been a while since i've seen it well, you be. need to watch it again. It it holds up, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's one yeah. of my favorite action movies of all time. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. But we need to talk about the game. Right. You got some history? So, yeah. Die Hard was uh, originally released not for the NES, but for the Commodore 64 in Ooh. 1990. And then it came out in the NES in 1991. It was brought to us by... Activision. Um, now, Wikipedia wanted me to make sure that everybody knows this. This is not to be confused with the earlier DOS video game created by Dynamix in 1989. Okay? Mm. So just get that out there. When did the movie come out? If there was a game in 1989, it may have been based on the book. I looked it up. Now, I looked it up, and I think it was 1985. Oh, okay. I'll tell you why I looked it up, because one of somebody had commented, spoiler alert, uh, if Alan Rickman, who played... Um, oh, crap. Hans. Yeah, Hans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did, like, any voice acting for the video game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just... Uh, I was looking up when the movie was made and everything with uh, Alan Rickman. And he was... Uh, I think it was 1985. Okay. I mean, I believe you, know? you. I believe you. Yeah. But that, that seems like a... That seems like a wrong date to me. It was a long time ago. I don't have the internet pulled up or else I'd look at it. Well, I got my phone. You go on with the history and... Uh, okay. Look at that. So the developer of this game was Pac-In Video. Um, Pac-In Video. Now, we've not talked... Have we talked about a Pac-In Video game uh, yet? I don't believe so. I don't think so, no. 1988. Nah, 88. 85, 88. It's all the same. That's not the Uh, same. Not even close. Um... But anyway, Pac-Man Video had uh, some several games for the NES that were in the action movie genre, such as Predator, mm-hmm. Rambo, and Night. Oh, we Rider. talked about Rambo. Yeah, I guess did we, we did. 
Yeah, we talked about Rambo. Had so uh, a Matt uh, Rathal on. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Anyway, uh, and designed the designer was Tony Van. Oh, good, I know Tony Van. Yeah, good American name, Tony <laughs> Van. Yeah. And uh, it's played from a top-down version, which is actually different, even though the same makers and publishers and everything for the Commodore 64, it was actually a top-down version instead of the first and third-person version that's uh, seen in the Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I just want to say, side note, if anybody's listening and can hear the mm-hmm. slight nuances of your microphone like I can, um, it's not the microphone. Justin's just sitting next to a roaring fire. It's true. Yes. This is very true. I do have a fireplace. There you go. And it's it's roaring right now. Yeah. I can barely say that word, but that's what it is. Yeah, I, that would lead me to a tangent, but I'm going to keep it keep it to myself about okay. the fireplace. Not this but, episode. Yeah. Anyway, did you have this game? Do you or do you? If you have this game, are you going to sell it? The next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, no and no. But would you like to take some calls? Maybe a yeah. couple calls yeah, here. Let's, let's put some calls yeah, in here. Yeah. Um, and we'll get back to the my quest for the cart. All right. All right. This first one is from Anthony. Hey, two NES dudes, Anthony Tick here again, and well, I hope I got on time for the Christmas episode. I have very fond memories of the NES when I was a little kid. I don't remember the day I exactly got it for Christmas, but I remember playing the heck out of Duck Hunt. The memory that stands out most in my mind about the NES era was when I got Tailspin for the NES. Boy, I was so excited that morning. I have it on tape at the house when my folks was recording it. I was so excited to play that game. It was my favorite cartoon at that time, and I absolutely loved the game. I hope y'all cover it sometime soon. And as far as memories of the show goes, I mean, it's kind of hard to pick just one specific part of the two dudes. But I have to say, y'all really had some awful audio issues with the Super C episode. I mean, I don't know what was going on, but y'all sounded kind of wonky. Will do. I'll talk to y'all later. And Merry Christmas, y'all. Bye. Thanks, Anthony. That was a good call. Yeah. yeah. We did sound a little weird on Super C. Yeah. <laughs> not our best Not our best work. Uh, no, we've definitely done better than that. I would actually probably go as far as to say our worst work. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. Let's do one more here. I guess I should say we asked people... For those who don't know, we ask people to call in with either a Christmas memory, a 2016 show memory, or both. And so Anthony just <laughs> did both. Here we go. One more, and then we'll get back to the show. Hey, dudes, what's going on? It's Dude Andy, you know, the one with the gay run tee. Hey, I was just <laughs> calling to give you my uh, my NES Christmas story, and I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible, but it is pretty cool. So my dad used to run a business called Santa Time. And uh, he would go out and uh, be the guy in the big red suit and, you know, do the things at the, at the people's houses, you know, where he goes in and, hide, you know, they hide the gifts somewhere outside the house. And, and my dad would go put them in a sack and go bring them in and give the kids lots of joy and, and fun. And Hold on. This is a thing? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. This sounds I, pretty I, unique to me. I've never, yeah, never heard of anybody doing that. Yeah, you, do, yeah. you hire some guy to come in your house and stuff, <laughs> stuff the toys into the tree or something? Anyway, sorry, Andy. <laughs> it's just 
you were you were telling me about this like it was something that everybody does, but I have never heard of this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Back then. There are often times where, you know, people who were, would hire my dad would be like, well, is there something we can do for you as a tip? And my dad always kept a list of things that, you know, we couldn't afford to buy on our own. But if somebody wanted to gift them, you know, say, hey, kid, let's give Santa a gift. My- okay, wait a minute. Andy... Was your dad just robbing these houses? (laughs) (laughs) Did they have things that you were like, okay, I'm just going to... Okay, Dad, here's my list. If they have any of this stuff under the tree, you just bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Andy. I had to. I know this is a great story, Andy. And actually, I'm I'm loving this story. I'm sorry we're interrupting it. uh, But if anybody would have let us do this, I think Andy would let us do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, here we go. My dad had a list of things. So one year... We, and of course, you know, the magic was kind of lost when, you're, when your dad has a business like that. But I remember being in the van, waiting for my dad to come back out after, after doing a house. Comes back in and says, I got a gift that you guys are going to love, but we can't open it till Christmas. And so we had this one to the side. And all Christmas long, we were waiting to open that gift. And the time came when we opened it up. And it was Super Mario Brothers 3. And at the time, like I said, we couldn't afford new NES games. So any new NES game was, was simply amazing to us. But it was Super Mario Brothers 3, which is by far one of the best games on the NES. And we just, we put it in the NES and we played it for weeks and weeks and weeks. So that's my story about my, my Christmas story and uh, NES and all that good stuff. So... Now getting back to Dude Andy with the guarantee, hey, I got a couple copies of uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 if you want to go. You just got to go to Two Traders, uh, Two Dudes Traders Group, and uh, I can hook you up with that, and it comes with my special guarantee. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. That, 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 was, that was a sweet story. Yeah. No, uh, all in all, that is a pretty good story. Yeah. Uh, although that business kind of thrown me for a loop. Yeah. Up until the age 15, uh, Andy actually thought Santa wore a ski mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, joking. Okay. Yeah. And okay. He was like, he was waiting for his dad in the van. That's not sketchy, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the story just kept adding these uh, elements that were like. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So uh, did I have the game? No, I don't have this game. I wish I did. Um, cause it is worth quite a penny, but, um, and I obviously didn't buy it. So once again, I let everybody down. I went with demo mode. Yeah. That's, a, that's what I had to do. Well, we'll talk about the price when we talk about, is it worth it? But man, it's apparently this is a pretty rare game. Yeah. It's a pretty rare find. Yeah. Sounds like it. So let's talk about the game. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, well, we can skip memories from childhood because I didn't play it. Right. And I'm sure I doubt you did. Because, right. like, like we said, it's kind of a rare game. Yeah. But I do have something. Is it a manual? It's totally a manual, yes. Yeah, Sweet. This right. better be a very intense manual. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I want to see if I can get it. Uh, let's see. No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to share anymore. The sharing thing just doesn't work. So you're just going to have to deal with it. All right. Okay. Now listen. Just, just listen intently. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there we go. Okay, who are you, Mr. Cowboy? You are John McClane, a tough New York cop on a Christmas vacation visit to Los Angeles to see your wife, Holly. 
Soon after arriving in Los Angeles, you join your wife and her co-workers at the corporate Christmas party on the 13th floor of a new, partially completed Nakatomi building. During the party, the building is infiltrated by terrorists attempting to penetrate the building's safe and steal $640 million worth of bonds. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because people always yeah. talk about terrorists in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not terrorists. They're robbers. They're bank robbers. Yeah, right? they're just robbers. They're just robbers. People, uh, maybe there are terrorists, I guess. And, and here's the thing. You're gonna get six hundred forty million dollars in bonds. Like you, I, what are you gonna do with a bond that's stolen? Yeah, what are you gonna do with a stolen bond? You can't cash that in. <laughs> yeah, <So> they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. All right. Only you were able to escape through the labyrinth of unfinished floors and hallways, barefoot and exhausted. You must find a way to stop the terrorist group and their leader Hans from blowing up the roof. No, not the roof. Mm-hmm. Killing the hostages and getting away with Holly in the bonds. Oh, I'm sorry, there was a comma there, but they put it on a different page, so I totally whiffed that sentence structure there. Did they put the comma on another page? Well, no, the comma's on the on the page previous page, but then oh. I don't know. I just I just I goofed. All right. So you want to stop them from killing the hostages and mm. and Holly and getting away with the bonds. Along the way, you can contact. Officer Al Powell of the LAPD, a.k.a. Carl Winslow, who will help you locate the enemies as they roam the building. The cat and mouse game begins. Yeah. Ta-da-da. Okay, so the way this game works, it's going to tell you how it works, too. You must defeat Hans before the end of the time limit or you will lose the game. There are seven locks to be broken before the safe opens, and the four-minute final countdown begins. Okay, so we can start talking about the game. I mean, that's that's yeah. enough of an intro to it. Yeah. Um, but basically, the way the game works is, like I said, you get the, there's a timer. It starts mm-hmm. at when you start the game. There are, I think there's, they said seven in the manual, but I feel like there's six four minute periods basically. Um, and during those those four minute periods, you have to try to kill these terrorists, and you can go up and down through. Four floors, I think, mm-hmm. from thirty-one to thirty-five. Yeah, and you can just kill these terrorists, and anyone at the end of the time limit, if you don't die in the process, which is pretty much mm-hmm. what I did. But if you don't die during this process, at the end of this time limit, um, any terrorists that you killed are not there, but any terrorists you don't kill are all. Everybody goes to the same floor where the hostages are. I think mm-hmm. it's the thirtieth floor. Right. So they're all on the thirtieth floor. All the terrorists you didn't kill plus the hostages, plus Hans, and you have to go in there, save the hostages, kill Hans, and beat the game. Now, there are two side quests also in the game. Yeah. One involving the roof and one involving, uh, like, the fourth floor or something like that. The fourth floor, yeah. You drop all the way down to the fourth floor. Yeah, you can, and you have to destroy a computer or something like that. Um, And then the other one Mm -hmm. has you talking to Carl Winslow. Yeah. So. All right. I know we said no tangents. Got to. I got to say something because you keep you keep saying Carl Winslow, so I got to say this. Okay. Uh, on Girl Meets World, there was an episode where a cop came. Yeah, don't tell me it was at, Carl Winslow. At, 
It was it was Carl Winslow. <laughs> no way. He was not playing Carl Winslow, oh. but it was Reginald uh, Dell Johnson uh-huh. as a cop. Nice. Yeah. No. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's funny because he plays a cop in the movie too. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, he was born to play that role. I guess. Apparently, he was. It really was. Yeah. Um, but but what do you what do you think about the top down? Do you like the top down gameplay? Are you a big fan of the top-down well, gameplay? I'll tell you. But first, I think we should take a couple more calls. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, this one's a doozy. Here we go. Hey, dude. This is Paul from Power Trip Gaming. Um, of Paul and Andy from Power Trip Gaming. Uh, so, I was told that you guys are doing uh, Die Hard for the NES and me and Andy actually just played this game fantastic game and it can only be summed up by the the experiences of both myself and Doofaz and that includes this game is fantastic it has a foot meter it has it is movie accurate it has terrorist number accuracy floors that are movie accurate. It has vet climbing long before Metal Gear Solid. It has resource management around the same time as Resident Evil. It has shootable windows where you can actually fall out of the windows and actually hear the thud as you hit the ground too, should you decide to want to kill yourself, which Hardware um, Gaming does not actually want you to kill yourself in this certain aspect. Um, it has lifelike vision aspects where certain areas of the game will actually be blocked out because you can't see them. Um, it has elevators that actually beep when the enemies are present or when the elevator is actually coming down to your certain floor. Fantastic. It has time frame tension. It has radio communicado that is actually accurate to the movie and what happens in the movie. It has awesome box art and it has Carl Winslow we have to say no more dudes you guys are he has to say no more but then he's going to go on for about another minute here we go amazing (laughs) I hope you guys like this I hope it's nothing like Legacy of the Wizard because I actually like that game a lot you guys didn't Um, so I hope that you guys actually like this um I also like the fact that you guys go on tangents, and if you guys are not aware, hopefully this will actually be the longest call that you guys actually have had, because I feel like I've been rambling on and on about how great a game Die Hard is, and how I hope that everybody feels the same way. It is somewhat an expensive game, but at the same time, it is worth every penny if you guys play it, or if you emulate it, or if you uh, download it through whatever means. I don't care whether it's legal or illegal, Um, but it's a great game, and dudes, you guys are doing a great job, and uh, we're a long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, This game deserved it, so fantastic game. Thanks for everything you guys are great bye I think he may have just summed up of the game in three minutes we may not even yeah, talk about it yeah I think I think we're done <laughs> let's just keep going with the calls okay did, did he uh, did he say he hopes we do go on tangents or hopes we don't go on tangents he likes the tangents 
Okay. That's what I couldn't tell if he said don't or do. He says do. Do the tangents. He likes the tangents. Right. We need to have them on again because that was a, that, I do Legacy of the Wizard, even though uh, I wasn't a big fan of the game. That was a good yeah, show. It was, was a good one. Yeah. All right, let's do one more and then we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what I think about the Top Town view. Yeah. Hey, dudes, this is Luke Blanchard in uh, Latham, New York. Just wanted to wish you guys happy, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you want to say it. Um, we called you yesterday. But uh, I was barefoot. I went to step outside, and I didn't want my foot my foot power to deplete. So, <laughs> Merry Christmas! Thanks for all you do with that podcast. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thanks, Luke. Another first time mm-hmm. caller. You mm-hmm. know, I think the contest had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But don't let that stop you once the contest is over. No. That's all I gotta say. We appreciate yeah. calls. Calls are fun. Absolutely. Um, all right, so it's the top down. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was good. I liked it. It's, it's interesting. I thought I, I've never really been a huge fan of the top down. I was always, you know, way pro side scrolling mm-hmm. in any game. But I actually did like it in this game because it, it, it gave a dynamic, and I think this game, you know, with the 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 bad guys and their machine guns that would spray bullets, mm-hmm. you know, and you could perfectly time where you were going to have to kind of back up, slide in between the bullets and then shoot them. And so I did, I did actually enjoy that one wonky thing about it is how the screen kind of blacked out. Yeah. The fog areas. of war effect. Yeah. Yeah. As you kind of move thing, as you kind of move through the screen, things would be blocked out. And then when you move, they would show up. So you didn't really kind of know, even like you could be really close to certain things and they'd still be blacked out until you got like right up next to them. And it was like, you didn't really know what to expect. That was yeah. a challenging and interesting part. I know what they were going for there. They're trying mm-hmm. to do it. Like you can only see what John McClane can see, you know, mm-hmm. so you couldn't see right. around walls and stuff. Right. But I mean, it's a video game. I kind of would have liked to have seen what was going, <laughs> what was going on. It was hard enough as it is. Yeah. Without, it's a hard game. Yeah. Without, without that. I mean, so yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting idea, it's an inter- interesting concept for the game, but I personally didn't like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Now we'll say I went into this game trying to play it like an action game. Mm-hmm. So I went in trying to shoot everybody and go guns shoot them up. Yeah, yeah, and I pretty much failed miserably at that. Um, yeah. Hold on just a second. I apologize. I'm, I'm still kind of getting over a little something. I'm about to cough my head off. So. Excuse me, everyone. (coughs) (coughs) Cough right in my snuggie. There you go. Um, Well, I think... um, But... It is very much so not just a shoot-em-up. I I mean... And, you know, actually, I died on the first guy. Yeah, I did too. The first time I said that play. Because you just run up to try to shoot, and then... It's so they're like I was talking about with the bullets. You had to time where they were coming because you could not just dodge them easily. No, the bullets go fast in this game too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can move out of the way. Really, mm-hmm. you kind of have to anticipate it. Right. I also found that stealthing my way through the game actually, while that was also very difficult, made it a little bit easier on me. Like if you mm-hmm. go into like the vents or you run into the stairways, because when you go in the stairway. 
the guys can't get you. So if you mm-hmm. run back to the stairway, you can, you can kind of get away from them. Um, but you can kind of get them from behind or something where they, before they see you and that sort of thing. Um, the AI in this game is surprisingly pretty smart. Like mm-hmm. the enemy AI. Mm-hmm. Like if they notice, if, if you're... If you make a lot of noise on a floor, like shoot somebody or something, and like you kill a couple guys on one floor, they actually mm-hmm. radio in for backup, and yeah. the guys will come down to the floor where you are. I thought that was pretty pretty neat, especially for an NES game. I was really kind of shocked with that. It's learning things. Yeah, it, it really does. It learns. I was just mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I took it out, and shot it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> you got a little scared of it, did you? Yeah. The um, the like we said, the game's hard. What also makes it hard is that there's really no health to pick up, and your guy yeah. doesn't—he can't take a lot of hits. Yeah. So that kind of goes along the same lines of the whole guns a blazing versus trying to sneak around thing. You really kind of mm-hmm. have to sneak. I was able to make it through the time limit, mm-hmm. um, by mainly avoiding most of all the people, but then I could not beat the game because there were so many guys left, you yeah. know what I mean, that I didn't I didn't defeat, that I just could not make it through the rest of the game. Yeah, once you get so to I the last actually, floor, they're yeah, going to come. I didn't actually beat this game. Yeah. Of course, I don't beat a lot of games, so it's not like a, it's a shocker, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which apparently, I was reading something, of course, I didn't beat it either, but apparently there is some kind of different endings to the game. Uh, one in particular where if you don't beat the time limit you like save Holly but then they blow up the roof anyway mm-hmm. like the roof blows up so you really you don't get it you know which is pretty internet, pretty funny it's like you know you beat the game but not really not really yeah you didn't save the day that's another I mean that's another little cool aspect to this game mm-hmm. that you know you can you can win and fail at the same time kind of mm-hmm. with the multiple endings thing right that was pretty cool the um, uh, you can st- another thing that's really cool is you can steal the radios off of the dead guys and listen into the conversation. That's how you get to learn about the conversation, like if they're coming down the floor to get you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can know when they're coming to get you because you stole the radio off the dead guy and listened to it. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool too. Yeah, there were so many aspects. They really took a long time to I think to develop this game. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a fly by night. You know, we, again, this is a theme that we've had to approach several times on the show about video games based on movies they throw them together make a crappy you know version which uh, some companies do not to mention any names LJN but uh, or do you actually make a good game and this was a very good game yeah I was actually I was really really kind of surprised when I Mm because here's another thing and I guess we'll get into well we I don't know. We're about to go into graphic and stuff. Because here's here's my negatives about it. I didn't think it looked very good. No. I thought there was a lot of purple and blue. It's and, blue, yeah. And yeah. It just, I don't know. It's. I guess it was true to the movie, but I, I mean, I couldn't really tell. But I mean, I know Paul said that there was, it was movie accurate with the floors and stuff. But I mean, it just looks like shapes and blobs to me. Yeah. Like even the characters, it just... Maybe it's because it's top down and it's more difficult to do, but I don't or know. Maybe I, just, I really was not a fan of the graphics at all. Or maybe Paul's just like the super diehard fan that like has maps of like 
the floor levels from the movie and the video game and everything. That could be true. He could have that. He may know the actual layouts of the floors from the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't see anything Christmas in the game, so that's going to get a negative for me. Yeah, that's true. No Christmas. Um, and, you know, well, there has to be some kind of Christmas. That's the whole reason we're playing it for the show. Right. Die Hard's you know, Christmas movie. Because Die Hard's eh, Christmas movie-ish, right? Yeah. If you call it a Christmas movie, I'm not going to hate on you. That's all I'm saying. Or if you say it's not a Christmas movie, I'm not going to hate on you for that either. No. But we're calling it a Christmas movie so that we can use it as for a Christmas show. Right. Um, and also, you know, I didn't think the music was very good either. No. I thought it was just kind of run-of-the-mill standard NES music. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but to me, it was just kind of, man. But the game, I mean, it really comes down to the gameplay, which is a right. very unique um, experience on the NES, I will say that. Yeah, if I'm grading it, I'm saying gameplay is like a B plus, and then everything else is probably a solid C plus. Yeah. I may go graphics as a C. Sound C plus. Gameplay, I might even give a gameplay an A because I think the gameplay mm-hmm. is really, it's a lot of fun. I, 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 could, I could see myself eventually beating this game. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I ever played it, actually. For this show, yeah. it's the first time I ever played it. But I could see myself going back and playing it again because it is a, it is a pretty pretty entertaining and there's a lot to it. There's a lot of things you yeah. can do. Like, I didn't even try any of the side quests or anything. Um, I couldn't even figure out how to really do, do them. I think that one of them, you have to get a key off of a guard and go up on the roof. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, somehow you have to contact the police. You have to contact Carl Winslow. I didn't even try to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Because just, I had a hard enough time trying to beat it. Yeah. And even in, yeah. even in the game itself, it takes such practice to get to the gameplay. You're, it, it's going to keep bringing you back to get better so that you can actually beat the game. Yeah. Because you think can't so. just sit down and beat it. You know, I did look up and found a couple hints, t- hints and secrets and cheats. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'd like to tell you those, but I'd also like to take another couple calls. Oh, <laughs> tease. Yeah. All right here we go. Hey, dude. This is Stephen Michael from Facebook. Just wanted to call in and wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, my favorite Christmas memory growing up was. I figure around either 98 or 99, uh, when my parents got the kids in the family, the Donkey Kong Special Edition Nintendo 64. We got tons of games, uh, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, uh, GoldenEye, tons of games. Uh, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, we were pretty poor, and usually we had to wait several years after a system was released before we ended up getting it, or any games for it. Um, but the nice thing was that when they did this, uh, they kind of grouped the gift together. So I have two brothers and two sisters, and this was just like one giant gift we got. It was just fantastic. To, we probably got about a dozen games of the 64. It was awesome. Uh, my favorite moment from the two dudes in NS podcast in 2016 is, selfishly enough, when I was on a show. Uh, I was very excited to do the Bugs Bunny birthday blowout episode. Uh, it was awesome. I had a great time doing the show prep, and just being on the show was amazing absolutely loved it so selfish as that is that is my favorite moment from the podcast in 2016 uh also just want to say that i really appreciate that you guys have uh, been doing this for so long and uh just an awesome community you guys have created and i'm real proud to be a part of it so 
So again, Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year to everyone except the Genesis terms, of course. Um, I guess that goes without saying, although I said it, so. <laughs> Goodbye. Good. Thank I, 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 I had fun on the uh, Bugs Bunny. I did too. Birthday I did too. And Steven, uh, we, we love having you in the group too because you've come on and been like, you come on strong. Mm-hmm. Steven's yeah. one of those guys it's like you meet him and he's your friend and the next thing you know he's like hey man you wanna go play go-karts you wanna go do putt-putt you wanna go disc mm-hmm. golf you wanna go do this you wanna go do that and you're like okay alright sweet I guess we're gonna be like best friends now yeah did we just become best friends <laughs> <laughs> you know it's yeah. like yes a gung-ho friend there's nothing wrong with that right we like, we like gung-ho uh, community members as well that's right alright Oh, this one is from, uh, okay, this one's from somebody who we haven't heard from in a while. Uh-oh. See if you can figure out who it is. Hey, dudes, it's your boy, Fish Lips J, Dude J, Dude Jorgensen, all that fancy stuff. Saw you're doing a Christmas episode. And uh thought I'd call in and give you a little bit of stuff. Well, some thoughts about Christmas. Cause I'm stuck in traffic right now. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I have no idea why there's traffic. <laughs> I've got to pee really bad. So I'm trying to take my mind off it. And uh, all right, so Christmas. Um, I don't have any really good Nintendo Christmas memories. I guess I did get a Nintendo like 88 or 89 for Christmas, but it technically wasn't for me. I think my dad bought it more for himself and just wrapped it up and gave it to me. Does that count? I guess I don't know. But I do remember a Christmas, I think it was 93 or 94. It was the year that Mario Paint came out for the SNES. And uh, I got that for Christmas along with the Mighty Max Mountain of Doom Fortress or whatever it was called. I can't really remember, but it was Mighty Max and it was sweet. Um, that was a pretty good Christmas. Um, and then there was all the Christmases. I went up to my grandparents and they had my Nintendo, so I played it. I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Man, I really got to <laughs> pee so bad. So bad. If I just pee my pants, nobody will know. Whatever. Um, so I hope Santa brings you guys something nice. Happy Ho Ho Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaas and Happy Hanesca. Peace. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Always the entertainer. Yeah, hope you got to pee. Mm-hmm. He might still need to pee. Yeah, maybe. He called like four days ago or something, but whew, can you imagine holding your pee for four days? Okay, I, quit. I hate to go on a tangent, but I just got to ask you this, because this is something that I got to know. All right. You're in the shower. You gotta pee really bad. You pee in the shower. Why? No, that's gross, dude. Are you the one that has to clean the shower? Uh, I have been I have been known to clean the shower. Okay, all right. See, I clean the shower, and that because I clean, I'm that's my responsibility in the house. Clean the shower because I clean it. I don't want to pee in it. So there are times, and it's it's really bad when you're in shower too because the water's hitting you and stuff. And all of a sudden you gotta pee, and then you gotta hold it until you get out of the shower, and then you're all wet. I've been tempted many times just pee in the shower. Oh, I just let it go. I know, it seems so easy. Let it fly. I will let say. Let it fly. 
I will say, when I was back in high school when I was playing football, I peed in the shower all the time. Sure. But now it's just, I don't know. I gotta say, I have to clean, it's... My own, clean the urine out of the shower. Well, you gotta, well, I'll pose this question. What's dirty about pee? I mean, you don't want to just pee on yourself, but I mean, just in, in the realm of cleaning things, if you're cleaning up pee, do you clean the toilet? Yes. So there's pee on the toilet? Yeah, I don't like it. Why do you what's think I clean so, the toilet? What's so dirty about pee? I don't understand poop, but nobody's pooping in the shower, I hope. You, no waffle stopping with you? <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> I mean, I walk the stump all the time. I just don't pee in the shower. Tell your, tell your wife, uh, I pooped in there. <laughs> just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't hold it. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 honey, I know you really have to take a shower, but uh, I may need to clean it first. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a car. Yeah, I pulled a car on the shower. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I guess you're right. I don't know. It's just there's something in my brain. Just, I just feel like I can't do it. Maybe I, I need to start doing it, though, because that happened to me tonight. I really had to pee, and I was like, I can't pee in the shower, but I got to go really bad. I mean, I'll say I usually try to go before I get in the shower. But, but sometimes you don't know until you <clears> get in there and the right. water starts hitting you. Right. Right. Anyway, so you want to you wanna know, know a cheat? A little cheat? Sure, a little, I do. A little secret? Dude, um, there are continues whisper. in this game. Oh, really? You want to know how to do it? How do you do it? You hold down A and B and the down button, and then you press start. And how, you, okay, you get two of those. You do that. You do that at the end of the game. Oh, like when you die. Sweet. And you get to do that twice. And it just picks up where you left off. Yep. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Little tip. That's awesome. All right. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I think I, I don't. I, I don't think I ever want to whisper on the podcast again. Yeah, that's, that's not, something else. I don't want. No, yeah, I don't like that. I felt weird. Oh, this is a great pod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. After that awkward pause, I think we should take another couple calls. <laughs> that reminds me of something on. <laughs> Adam Grohl and Dr. Drew show. I love how Adam just like continuously like pummels Dr. Drew <laughs> for being, you know, just anything that he does. He just makes fun of yeah. him. And then he says something. He asked Dr. Drew something. He said, okay, Drew's nodding. Okay. That makes for great pod, Drew. Nod. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead. All right. Let's play another couple calls. What's up, dude? It's John. I am calling in for your Christmas slash end of year uh, episode. I think it's Die Hard. It's definitely Die Hard. Um, talk about Die Hard. I've never played it. I watched. I just watched a speedrun video of it, though. It did in like 10 minutes. It's pretty dope. Actually, it was like 7 minutes. That's crazy. Wow. Um, but I yeah, uh, I yeah. never played that game, uh, ever. I've never even seen somebody play that before, like, 10 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys had a good time with it. I personally love Die Hard. That's the ring movie. 
probably one of the best Christmas movies. Let's see. It's been a great year, guys. You put out a ton of awesome shows. Probably the best one was Shadowgate. I, I just wish Justin was on it, you know? You know. Oops, cops are here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding about that one. I love the RC Pro-Am episode, though. Like, I have so many memories of that game, so it was really fun to go back and play it again and compete with you guys and hear your thoughts. Anyways, keep doing what you do. You guys rock. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Blah, blah, blah. Later, guys. Bye. Thanks for the Thank call, you. Sean. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, near the end, it's not like you're kind of hamming it up there. It's fine if you want to cut it off at 45 seconds. You don't have to add that extra 30 seconds in where you're just blotty blonde at the end. I gotta I gotta say, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? Yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Hard? No, yeah. Christmas Vacation Christ- is my favorite one. Christmas Vacation is hard to go wrong with that one. Yeah, it's my favorite. I do want to give Sean a quick shout out, though. He's, he, they started a podcast. Him and yeah. Me, and, yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're doing pretty good. It's not family-friendly, but, uh, but still, it's a good show. Uh, I will say, one thing, though, it's kind of bothered me. I understand that Tadpog is a great podcast, mm-hmm. but they, they on their on Sean's show, they talk about Tadpog all the time, and they never say a word about us. Mm-hmm. What do we do? What are we, yeah. chop liver? You know? We are chop liver. It's because we, we don't swear. Yep. We just uh, we can't swear. Only swearing on the pot Patreon episodes. And we don't even do it there very much. We're yeah, we, not really good <laughs> we really don't. We really don't. But we did. Oh man! Speaking of Patreon and Tadpog, remember the our Tadpog episode with those guys? <laughs> well, that thing just is like we'll try to keep it, you know, a little family friendly, but it's going to be a little dirty. And then just went down south like immediately. It just, it just tanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a good show, though. It was hilarious. I don't think I laughed. Yeah. It's it's one of our funniest Patreon episodes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was right in the gutter. Right right (laughs) in the gutter. From the get-go. But no, on a serious note, I do understand. The the Tad Bog is probably one of the best shows out there. Um, And they put out an episode twice a week, so we can't keep up with that. So, by all means, Sean, continue to give them all the praise in the world and forget all about us. But thanks for the call. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, really, this is a Festivus episode. We're going to get all the grievances <laughs> yeah, out. That's right. This is not the Christmas episode. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> oh, I'm starting man. with Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. All right. Uh, the Feats of Strength. All right. Here's another call. Yeah. Festivus is not over until you pin. Dudes, this is Gabe Van Gilder. And. I got some good old Super Metroid playing in the background. I just wanted to say this is a real memorable year. It, you uh, reviewed Castlevania 3, and I can, don't forget the Super C game that I told you about when I uh, was I had my my family, my dad, and my brother work on the homework wall because I was having trouble with this project. And I decided, you know, while they're doing that, to uh, play some Super Scene. I don't know if I think I beat it. I'm not sure, but that was pretty darn funny. I don't normally, not normally a slacker like that, but that was a damn hard project. And, you know, I just gave, I threw in the towel that day. Shame <laughs> on me. 
books, I didn't make, I didn't uh, make it very far in academics anyways, so, you know, not like it hurt much, but, you know, let's forget about that stuff, and, you know, I liked uh, Castlevania 3 a little better since, you know, it, was, yeah, it came out, and I loved the three characters, and uh, three characters, you know, the, what was it, Elucard, Trevor, Belmont, and, um, uh, Grant, you know, I forget, I think it was Dynasty, yeah. Uh, that was his name. They were pretty, uh, they're, they're pretty good characters to use. I didn't like Grant too much. I found out that, you know, later on that, uh, Sylphade, I can't remember her name, the, the wizard lady there, she was able to basically, you know, kill Death and some other characters really fast. So, I just did a playthrough with Grant and he's absolutely useless pretty much. So I'm going to try with, uh, you know, Sylphade next time. Wait a minute, just a second. I love you, Gabe, but. What episode are we on? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Is this the castle? Did that play a Castlevania three call? Yeah. All right. Let me see if I can start today. Or whatever the heck her name is, because uh, she's just pretty awesome with that. You know, with her thunder magic, I hear. You know, I hear uh, Elkart sucks. You know, pretty bad in that game too. I'm not sure. And uh, I, I'm trying to think, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. I just played a little of that at a friend's house one time, and that was it. But I enjoyed it. But I own the cart now, actually, through, I think it was through the the thing we did uh, last year. What you, I forget the name of what you call those things. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I apologize. I'm not really with it today. You know, are on the ball. So, but, uh, you know, I, I won it through the through the thing we did last year and you know I haven't played yet I, I'm yet to buy a nest I'm, hopefully I'll win that pie that comes out and I'll actually have a nest to play I'm not sure if the pie will let you actually play cards or not but or I'll just have to buy a nest down the line but it was a really great year and keep up the great work I hope you get some uh, really good titles like you did uh, this year and you know next year in 2017 you know pump out some really good titles to talk about and you know, Oh, they cut him off. Hey, Gabe, did you have a surgical procedure that earlier in the day before you made that call? <laughs> Were you coming off anesthesia? <laughs> He's kidding, Gabe. Yeah. And I, th- I think what he tried to do, <clears throat> this happens to me all the time. Actually, it happens to the show all the time. He was going to mention a couple of good shows we had over the year. Mm-hmm. And then when he mentioned Castlevania 3, he's like, oh, yeah, I love Castlevania 3. Let me tell you about Castlevania 3. Yeah. <laughs> No, Gabe, we kid. Good, we kid. Good call. <clears throat> so, uh, Die Hard, is this game worth it? Ooh. How much does it go for? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the copies that I could find were about two hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. Uh, going on eBay. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I mean, <laughs> on my budget, I could not. In, there's no $220 NES game <laughs> in my budget. No, no. There's so, uh, you know, maybe if I had a lot of disposable income, maybe. But, I don't know. Think about all the games you could buy. You could buy, you know, in the, the realm of games that we've talked about, like expensive games are like $35 games, but they're good games, you know? You could buy 44 $5 games. Well, not even that, but like, just think about three dollar, like thirty dollar games. Yeah, I, I mean, know. you could buy like eight thirty dollar games. 
You can buy 44 copies of Kung Fu. And give them to all your friends for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Merry Christmas, Kung Fu. <laughs> Here's Kung Fu. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I I just, I would not be able to justify buying this game. If I spent $220 on an NES game, I don't even know what my wife would do to me. Oh, yeah. It would be, it would be game over. It would be ugly. <laughs> it would be <laughs> ugly here, too. Yeah. Um, the thing about, you know, is any game worth that? Probably not to me on, on my budget. But even this game, I, I like like let's say this game was thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's drop it down to like a more pricier but attainable game. I'm not even sure I would do that. It's a good game. It's a good game, but mm, I'd have to drop it down to about twenty dollars. Yeah, I think I'm with you. If it got down to about the twenty dollar mark, I think I could justify it. Mm-hmm. Maybe fifteen, because it really is a good game. You know what? You know what? It actually, reminds me a lot of, in a strange way. Have you ever played? And I don't know if you have. This is kind of a newer game. You don't play a lot of newer games. But have you ever played uh, Hotline Miami Mm-mm. or heard no. of it? No. It's very similar to this game. Yeah. Um, in that you're just basically it's top down, and you just in that game you go into a house and you have to kill everybody in the house, and then once you do. You, you win, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of what this game is. You go into the, you're in this building, and you have to kill mm-hmm. all the terrorists, and right. then you win. So it kind of really reminds me of that game quite a bit. Um, and that game is about fifteen bucks. So that's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. The only way that this game would be worth it is if you're a collector, mm-hmm. and this is one of the last games you need to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's among the games that you have. You just have to get if you want to have them all. Um, I would probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just not worth it. It's a fun game, though. I really do like it. It's just that's a steep price. I don't know how it got so high. I guess did they just not make very many? It has to be rare. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Because I mean, in, in <laughs> I can't imagine that it's that popular it didn't get great reviews i mean i guess there's probably a cult following i mean there's probably you know a lot of people that that really liked it maybe as kids that really want it now but it has to just be a very rare game that they just didn't didn't make a lot of yeah only thing i could think it's probably what it is and well here's another thing and we haven't really touched on it um but that cover it kind of looks yeah. like like two towers blowing up. Oh, it's uh, it's one building. It's four towers. Oh, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> keep talking. Okay, I'll keep talking. It's one building, right? But it's got like a shadow down the middle that makes it look like two buildings. Yeah. So. And the location of it. Like where the plane's hitting or the explosion's happening. I know, it's very, very eerily similar, isn't it? Hey, I will say, um, you got really quiet. I don't know what happened when that mic hit the ground. Twice. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, hey, Christmas is like coming up, so then we'll get, you know, be back to my old setup. I'll have a table again. Once you get rid of that stupid tree. That's right. But, um, so yeah. Okay. Well, to break up the monotony of uh, the 
or not the monotony. That's the wrong word. To break up the disaster that is your mic falling over about four times in a row. Mm. Let's take a couple calls. Search for the two star. Yeah, for the two star. Let's take a couple calls. Okay. Hey, Ida. It's your boy Cliff with the great. Dropping in and showing love to one of my favorite podcasts in the world. I mean, the only podcast in the world that I know. And yeah, I just want to say, hey man, I appreciate y'all for being the cool dudes that y'all are. Always keeping it positive, family friendly show. Always um, coming with the information I need. Just coming in with all the information that I need for the game. Michael Kellis always uh, coming in and giving me the knowledge too. But yeah, I just want to drop by, show some love, show my support. And uh, one of these days when I get rich like Michael, hopefully I can be a patron. All right, man. God stay blessed. Did he say get rich like me? <laughs> I think he did. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm that rich. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not rich at all. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he called back. Hold on. Here we go. Hey, it's your boy Claire with the great. I'm about to put on my podcast voice too, because I got a podcast voice too. But you know what? <laughs> I know I just left the message, but I had to come back and uh, leave y'all another message because I, I I forgot to tell y'all what was my favorite podcast show that I enjoyed the most, and that's gonna be the Shovel Knight um, podcast. Oh. Now the reason is because Shovel Knight to me. It's one of those games. It's just, it's just awesome. You know, it's, it's just one of those games I just love so much, and I got it for uh, uh, a gift as, for Christmas on the 3DS. And man, I played and played that game till you know, till I finished it. And hearing y'all talk about it, man, I just, you know, I really, I really dug it. And um, yeah, I, you know, I just, I just want to say, man, appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I'll continue to keep on listening. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Clever. Yeah. He got a podcast voice. He does. Yeah. A very good podcast voice. Okay, so how about uh, retrofitted trophies? All right. You got some? I got some. Hey, also, not to just... I know I do this all the time. Hey, something else. But... I like this calls in the middle of the show deal. Like, just in between things, you know, just mixing it up. Take a call. I do. I love it. Yeah, it's nice. If people would have yeah. to call us for us to do it all the time, but... Yeah, well, we'd have to give more than my... We usually, what, we get, like, a couple calls to play? Yeah, a couple calls. Well, we also usually give people about two days' notice, so... Yeah. we we'll probably have to do better at that, too, to get more calls. Yeah. Uh, anyway... Trophies. All right. Uh, my first one is Yippie Kaye, Tom Arnold. <laughs> nice. That is beat the game within the time limit, so get the good ending. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, I'm gonna scratch that one off of my list because <laughs> mine had Yippie Kaye in it, but it wasn't as good as yours. So I'm not. Gonna, I'm just gonna ignore that one. So um, mine is. I don't think that's how it happened. And that is shoot Hans to death. Because you can defeat Hans by just shooting him until he dies. Yeah. Instead right. of knocking him out the window, like, that's yeah. what happens in the movie. Right, right. 
my next one was uh, it was my day off anyway and that is get killed by the first guy <laughs> nice <laughs> I, have, I got that trophy for sure yeah yeah um my last one since you stole one of mine is who said we were terrorists and that is wait for the bank robbers to unlock the vault yeah so right. they unlock the vault and you're like oh oh they were just here for the bonds okay all right last one is oh well at least i got the girl and that is beat the game and save holly but they blow up the roof anyway yeah, Holly's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. Forget it. All right. All right. More calls? More calls. Let's I told you calls. we had a lot. Let's do more calls. Let's get, okay. let's get them. Hey, dudes. It's Stephen Michael from Facebook calling back again. Uh, now that you've expanded the deadline for calling a couple of days, uh, I had more time to play the game and realize that I actually never mentioned Die Hard in my first call. Uh, getting to play it more, I think it's pretty hard game. Uh, reminds me of Gauntlet with the style of gameplay, but uh, with the enemies shooting so much, it's like a bullet hell type game. Uh, price tag's pretty steep. Uh, I don't think I'll add this one to my collection anytime soon. And the really eerie thing is with that cover, kind of looks like the Twin Tower. Uh, as far as the movies are concerned, or this movie, the first one rather, uh, it's my second favorite Christmas movie, just behind National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. I think that most people forget that uh, Die Hard's actually a Christmas movie. Uh, so that being said, just wanted to call in about the game. And wanna, again, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, except the Genesis Gems. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bye. Yeah, so uh, so cocky about it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's from Facebook, so he, yeah. he can be he can be that way. But yeah, right. All right. Here's another one. Oh, Gabe, Gabe. I guess he's finishing his his thoughts. <laughs> this is uh, Gabe Van Gilder again. Sorry about that. I I was a Jabber Jaws, like they used to call me when I was a kid, <laughs> and that was my nickname actually growing up. And I talked too long and. You know, uh, Gabe is no longer do, Dude Van Gilder. He is now Dude Jabberjaw. Moving on. <laughs> Google cut me off, so I just want to say, you know, it's a great year and looking forward to 2017. And I, I can't wait, you know, for 2017 to see what you guys uh, bring out. And hopefully we'll see some Metroid and Mania Mayhem, you know, podcast out, you know, if I didn't butcher the name, you know, you know, and. Hopefully you and uh, Nick Stevens will get together and get that going for us as well, you know. But, you know, it was great, you know. Can't wait till next year to see some more good uh, nest stuff. Um, bye now. See you in 2017. See you, Gabe. Thanks a lot, Gabe. Speaking of which, 2017. Uh, I don't think we're planning on a year show, right? No. No, okay. we're not. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say this about 2017 for two dudes in an S one thing that most likely will happen is our hundredth episode will happen in 2017 oh that will happen in 2017 I bet mm-hmm. yeah because we're on like we're almost at 90 yeah so be on the lookout uh, for that one yeah we got big plans for that one yeah actually we don't have any any plans for it <laughs> at the moment or do we 
I don't know, do we? <laughs> <laughs> you got something planning over there behind my back? Yeah, 100th episode coming in 2017. Yeah, look for it. Yeah. All right. Um, What about a game rating? How do you want yeah, to rate this game? Yeah, how do you this game? Um, oh, wait. The People t- have talked about it in their phone calls, but there is a foot meter in this game for when you're running and walking on glass. Mm-hmm. So you can only do so much of it before you get really slow because you're yeah. barefoot, right? That's right. another neat thing. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Mm. Well, we could do like a top shoe. Because he needs some. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. do a top shoe. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with bow shoes. Because bow shoes, you know. Are awesome. Okay. Uh, you know they can kind of uh, go with any any clothing that you want to wear—shorts, pants, whatever. And, but and you know this game can kind of satisfy your need if you're in the mood for sh- you know shoes, shooting game <laughs> or <laughs> uh, some strategy game. And this game kind of brings all these kind of factors into it. So you know, there you go. Good all around. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I think I want to go with... Uh, um, we'll go with some Gucci heels. Oh, yeah? Because uh, this game's really expensive. But it's fun. <laughs> you know? Just like, like Gucci, Gucci heels. heels. <laughs> Gucci yeah. heels are fun. <laughs> they're really expensive. But they're fun. You know? They really make your butt look good. And they're comfortable to walk in. It makes a difference. Cheap heels versus expensive heels on... Like how how your feet feel after a long night of dancing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with some Gucci heels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we yeah. should take another call. After let's that. take another call. Yeah, that was. A, I, I don't even know where to go on that. So let's let's do a call. Let's go to a call. I think you're really gonna like this one. Oh boy. Um, well, sort of. This one. This one. Okay. This call right here. I was. I was. I was in the presence of when this call was being made. Let me just say that. Uh, <laughs> Full disclosure, and it's uh, it's very much a double-edged sword. Okay, you'll okay. Know, you'll, under, you'll understand why I say that here in just a minute. All right, here we go. Oh boy! Hey, what up, it's Crab Man. Just letting you know I got a Christmas memory. I remember going uh, running around upstairs, and my dad hearing jing 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 downstairs, and it was the uh, Sonic Genesis, Sega Genesis, and Sonic Video Game. How dare you? How dare you, Crabman? <laughs> Crabman See, finally makes his appearance on the show, and all he does is uh, talk about Genesis. <laughs> it's just like Crabman, ain't it? Oh, man. See what I mean by double-edged sword? We finally yeah. get a call from Crabman. And it's about the second Genesis. Yeah. Oh, man. I would, on that uh, note, I gotta take his Snuggie off. Yeah. I would be angry if it, if it wasn't so maniacal. Yeah, if it wasn't Crabman, <laughs> yeah. I would be mad. But <laughs> since it's Crabman, can't be mad at Crabman. Yeah. All right, and I like how it. he just simply says it, and then he just off the phone. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't... He's like... He doesn't, he doesn't you know, uh, embellish it or anything. Just, you know, came downstairs, got Sonic the Hedgehog. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how I feel about any, any Genesis, anything. It's like, man, and then, and then I played Sonic. 
Yeah, that's it. Bye. <laughs> no, well, I mean that's that's just like Josh too, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's just like, oh yeah, for Christmas this one time it was great. I got Sonic the Hedgehog. So what's for supper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. We've only got three more calls. Um, so All let's right. go into some feedback. This feedback I got Facebook pulled up. Sweet. All right. So, Dan Biscaglia says, Brilliant contest structure. Social marketer Dan gives it two thumbs in the direction of the like button. Thank you, Dan. We try. Anthony Pig says, Awesome. Christmas this year comes in with a boom. Daniel Walker says, Never played the game, but I love this movie. Man, that cover would not fly today. Yeah. Interesting use of the word fly, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, NSA might be knocking on Daniel's door. Uh, anyway, I'm just joking. What? Are you? Maybe. All right. Jeremy Sharps, <laughs> yippee Kaye. Never played it, but I'll look for it. Good luck with that, Jeremy. <laughs> I only say that because he's going to uh, come back with a comment later. Greg Polander says, same comment that Daniel had. Actually, he read my mind. Uh, Andrew Zeismer says, that's so funny. Paul and I played Die Hard on Power Trip for that for just that reason. Christmas. It releases on Christmas Day. Can't wait to give it a listen. I'm looking forward to watching their video, too. Yeah, yeah. Chris Vanderhoff says, Genesis Germs sucks. Go two dudes in an S. Always good just to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. Okay, quit getting so excited with the mic. I know, I know. I don't know what's happening all of a sudden. Ivan Kaprath Joslin, who says, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. He killed it as Hans. Don't suppose he was a voice actor for the game. Smiley face. Uh, Luke Blanchard says, you guys are great. Glad to have a quality NES podcast to follow. Well, thank thanks. You. Now, he called too, right? Yeah, he did. That was the Luke that called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Making sure. Jeremy Sharp put up a meme. Says, it's not Christmas until I see Hans Gruber fall off in the Ka- Nakatomi Plaza. Ah. Getting tongue-tied there. there uh, Chris Vanderhoff says, due to the cost of this, I have not played. Sorry, but no feedback from me. But an awesome movie. Oh, one, one thing about uh, Chris, shout out to him. He never gets shouted out for Patreon because I always forget because he didn't actually donate to us on Patreon, but he has donated to us twice now. Uh, outside of Patreon. So we do appreciate it, Chris. I want to avoid any more Hulk smashes coming my way. So yeah. uh, shout out to him. Thanks for the uh, donations. Jeremy Sharp says, holy crap. You can see here's Jeremy coming back here. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. yeah, holy crap. Yeah, I just started looking. 181 to $350. I had never heard this was even a game. So maybe limited carts were made. Stephen Michael says, sadly, I don't own this game, but the demo version was okay. 
I didn't have much time to play it, but for the price tag, I know I won't be getting this one for a long time. Didn't make me yell, yippee-ki-yay, mother, like the movie does. Also, follow you guys <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, and his name is No Jim Rat on Twitter. Pretty, pretty funny. So, I, don't, I don't get it. Does that mean he's like really fat? I think it means, yeah, he hates the gym. Or maybe it, maybe he's being sarcastic. Maybe he's like, he loves oh, to be. Oh, I see. I don't know. I see. I see. Anyway, he followed us on Twitter today and gave the show a shout out. Don't use it much, but I have a few followers. And, and we expect all of those followers to now be listening to our podcast. Yep. Luke Blanchard came back, said left you guys a voicemail. Yes, Luke, we got it. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully it makes sense. It did. Yep. Uh, Stephen Michael put up the, a picture of a Christmas ornament with Bruce Willis and a and an air conditioning vent. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Sean Muldowney says, I never played it, but this guy kills it. Check out this AGDQ13 video for an explanation on what he is doing. It's a fun watch. And that's the speed run. Yeah. I watched it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Jay Jorgensen said, this isn't a Christmas movie. I just want everyone to know that. This is an action movie that takes place during a Christmas party. And then it spirals in out of control from there. Yeah. And we won't go into that. Yeah. So, yeah. But if you want to get in on that conversation, join our Facebook group. Yeah. Which is now called Two Dudes in a NAS Retro Gaming Community, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Andy Lewis says, Die Hard, I have it, and have yet to play it. Whoa, uh, Andy's got yeah, it. Andy's got it. Yeah. He'll, he'll give, probably give it to you for a good price. <laughs> yeah, he's got the, and he'll have the guarantee. Right. Are you? Do you have a spoon? No, it's a it's a microphone. No, it's yeah. an extra one. Just so, so I can... it's like a Barker microphone. <laughs> yeah, come on down. <laughs> uh, die hard. It actually goes in my headset. Ah, die hard. I have it, and have yet to play it. I heard it's a tough cookie. Can't wait to hear your opinions. That'll determine if I play it or not. Okay. Well, well, pop you already that have puppy it, in. It. Yeah, pop, that <laughs> pop puppy. it in. Yeah. All right, David Vaught says, I'm looking forward to this episode in a real diehard mood this time of year. Tyler Jones says, shoot the glass. Happy holidays. This game is good, but tough to get through. And Jesse Cleva uh, Vidal says, loving the podcast. Looking forward to what y'all do for the new year. 100. 100. 100. I don't understand what that means. I think I'm maybe I'm too old, and but the kids do it. Matthew does it all the time. I don't understand it. There's a song. Oh, I guess I haven't heard the song. Is it just called Hundred? Uh, I've heard that song. It's like hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. That's about money, though, right? No. Oh, it's not. <laughs> well, that I don't think that's the song. Oh. Uh, Are you going to get us sued here, real quick? Sued? Are you about to play the song? I'm not going to play the song. Okay. It, it, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking at trying to find the lyrics. But anyway, okay. Okay. Well, Pop. while you're trying to find the lyrics, let Great me book. hop on Twitter real quick. All right. Twitter says, uh, Paul and Andy say, 
in the next day or so, we'll be calling the dude's game line to throw in my two cents. Thanks for the call. Uh, Baz says, I truly adore this game. So many cool mechanics. It tried new things. Sure, they didn't all work, but it's one heck of a game. <laughs> I agree, Baz. I think uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, ooh, boy, Baz and Andy and Paul, they just keep going. At, they're just, they talk for like days. So I'm not going to get all the way into it. If you want to do that, follow us on Twitter at NES underscore dudes. And you can see their conversation. It's pretty interesting. They do a lot of... Uh, it's, a good, it's a good conversation. They do a lot of good game talk about the game here. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot. So I'm not going to go through all that. But thanks, guys, for conversating on our Twitter feed. And we tried to jump in there every now and then. Yeah. All right. Um, also, the Facebook page has some information on it from people. Uh, Tommy... Mikeinen, Mikeinen. Sorry, Tommy. I know. I know. I, I did that. Yeah. There's like an umlaut over the A, and I just that Man- just blew my mannequin. Mannequin. Thank you. <laughs> no, there's no N. I know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were looking at it. Jerk. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Tommy says I used to watch my big brother play this back in 1991. Good memories for me seeing it at six and seeing it as a six seven year old. It really set the mood. A six seven year old. Six dash seven, somewhere in that age range. What he's trying to say, he's actually 115 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they really set the movie the same way the movie did. Although I probably wouldn't say the same if I played it today. By the way, guys, thanks for doing an awesome podcast. I pick yours in front of the more popular ones. Your pod has so much more laid back. I can really just put on my headphones and relate and chill. There you go. That's the goal. That's well, the goal. Yeah, right there. you know, you got Netflix and chill about two dudes and chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do everything everything you do with the next blitz and chill, you can do with us talking. Make it a little, <laughs> we- make it a little weird. Chill <laughs> 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 free. Oh, man. <laughs> Remember that awkward pause from earlier? It's back. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So just just so you know, mm-hmm. looked it up. Google keeping it one hundred means okay. speaking the truth. Speaking the truth. Okay. So it's kind of like saying "Amen, brother." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying "Amen, brother," we now say <laughs> "keeping it hundred. Yeah, hundred. You know, I guess was it? Oh, did you say hundred? What if you say like sixty-seven? <laughs> <laughs> it's partially true. <laughs> Two thirds true. <laughs> There's one third that's not. I'll leave it to you to figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Peter Harmich says, really like the podcast. Just kind of stumbled on it when I was looking for old school video game podcasts and found two dudes. Really cool podcast, and it brought back so many memories of all the NES games I've played over the years. Favorite NES game? Contra. So, nice. Good one. Uh, Otto Gregerson says, that cover. Never played it myself, but I'm sure going to try it now. Sounds good, Otto. Uh, let's see. Luke comes in, says, best Christmas movie ever. Chris Vanderhoff says, this is actually one NES game I don't have, probably because of the cost. And then Bryce Dumond says, this game is terrible. 
The music is lame. The footsteps are annoying. You can't hardly take shots at the enemies without taking bullets to the face. The fade in and out of sections in the floor is annoying. I could go on and on, but really didn't like this game. This is angry video game nerd material. Wow. The angry video game nerd did do a video on this game. Oh, he did? Yeah. I'm sure it's probably hilarious. Yeah. Not family friendly. Nope. So it does not come with the ringing two dudes endorsement. What? Anger video game. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it could. I don't care. Yeah. I think that's it. But we do have a few more calls. All right, let's do it. Let's do the calls. And then we'll do the giveaway. Yeah. All right. Keeping it till the end. Yeah, keep everybody in suspense. Hey, Justin. It's Michael. Uh, I just want to remind you to, uh, to re-cock your cup. All right, man. Have a good Christmas. To be what? To re your tub. Oh. That's, that's, that's me from the Super C episode. Yeah. That's the weird me on... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought he said to be Tonka tough. It was like a Tonka <laughs> truck reference. Yeah. I was like... You also need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to remind you to be Tonka tough. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, here's that one. Yes, um, my name is Ambrosia, and I have a Christmas memory. It reflects the dysfunctional family. I have a memory of when I was approximately one and a half years old when my mom and dad were drunk and my mother knocked over a Christmas tree. I remember seeing the light streak through my gentle vision that was still a little blurry from the birth and the lights streamed and had trails behind them as my mother screamed and my dad fell to the floor that's a Christmas memory that I can't easily forget thank you for bringing it up again goodbye <laughs> okay thank you Ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> not, not any as related <laughs> no well we didn't specifically say it, had it yeah that's true we just said that's, Christmas memory yeah that's true so drunken parents knocking over Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that counts. counts. <laughs> there you go. All right, last one. Uh you you may remember this guy too, actually. This guy, uh well here, I'll just it's been a while, but Hey guys, how's your Christmas episode? Yeah, we're supposed to be from calling and tell you about my Christmas and I love Christmas and I like you Christmas and how we all scream for Christmas. I like ice cream, you know what I mean? <laughs> I scream, you scream, we all scream for Christmas. So I'll tell you about this story that happened to me one Christmas. I was grandma shopping. Yeah, I said grandma shopping for my people. He's he's kind of like Davy Crockett and he always has a little, little coon hat things. So I thought, you know, it'd be cool if I call him a grandma cat. You know, so he could wear it for Christmas and all the way to Groundhog's Day. That's February 2nd, I think. I love Groundhog's Day. Don't you love Groundhog's Day? Well, anyways, I was, I was hunting out in the forest for some groundhogs. It turns out it wasn't the forest. They had elves and they were making presents and Santa Claus was there. And it was the North Pole. It was in the North Pole. Can you believe it? I can't believe it either. That's why, um, uh, for Christmas, I asked for Santa Claus for, um, um, some presents and you gave them to me and I love Christmas and I love you and your show is awesome Nintendo <laughs> thanks Tammy it's yeah, been a while it's been a while <laughs> it's been good to hear from you again yeah man. it is it is <laughs> oh man oh man alright so Ryan Jackson uh, also called us a long time ago 
but he has a Halloween memory, and so sorry, Ryan. No, I'm sure you won't be bothered by this. We'll play it next time. Uh, Happy Halloween. We're go- we're going a little long. Happy Halloween. Yeah, we'll play, we'll play it next time. <laughs> we'll guarantee right. we'll play it before next Halloween. Guaranteed, it will get played before next <laughs> Halloween. We're not, yeah, well, we will play it um, in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to give this game away? Let's do it. Okay. So the way this works is uh, everybody got entries for various types of feedback and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, for each thing that they did, they got a number and another and another number and another number. Right. Mm-hmm. So everybody's got a number. And now I'm going to go to random.org and randomly draw a number. All right. So. Whoever's number matches the number that random.org generates will win the system. And a big, another big round of applause. Let's give a round of applause to uh, Craig. Dude, Craig, thank you for making this thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, wherever you are, just just clap. Yep. Maybe, maybe whistle, because this is pretty awesome that he, he made this for us to get out on the show. Right. And we were going to try to have him on, but apparently he's Santa Claus because his family owns a Christmas tree business, too. So he's too busy to join us for Christmas because he's too busy making everybody happy by giving them Christmas trees. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> That's the worst terminal I've ever heard. And the number is... 48. Big number, 48. And? And that corresponds to... Let me go to the spreadsheet. Brian Keating. Brian. 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 All right. Congratulations, Brian. Um, When you hear this episode... Contact me um, through Facebook or wherever, and I will get that headed your way. All right. Golly, that's awesome. I'm kind of jealous of Brian. I know. I didn't. I didn't put my own name on the list, even though I am a Patreon supporter. So I could have put my name on the list, but okay, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you want to know where you can find us? I do. I'll tell you where you can find us. You can find us on any social media like Facebook, Twitter. Go over there on Google Plus. Visit our buddy, Ryan Ballard. Uh, Leave us a voicemail. As you can see, this episode has been trickled with a little dusting of voicemails here and there. Your voicemail could be played. If we get more, we'll continue to do shows like this where we just disperse them throughout the show. In fact, I think from now on, um, I'm not going to tell people when I'm playing the voicemails. So if you call, you could be played at any point. You could yeah. be played as, but before the Hey Justin even. Who knows? Right. We don't know. We don't know. I'm just going to spring it on us. So for those of you who get tired of having to wait till the end of the episode to hear your own beautiful voice, mm-hmm. um, that's no longer going to happen. It's coming out. Right. It's coming out. And you can always. And how would you call us and leave us a voicemail, Mike? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, my favorite way is to go on our website, minisdudes.com, mm-hmm. from your mm-hmm. phone and click the little phone icon in the upper right corner. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite way to do it because then you, it just asks you if you want to call us, and boom, you call us. Right. 
But if you can't do that, um, you can also call a number, which is 775-773-8761. Or if you don't like that many numbers, because that's a lot of numbers, and you have a phone that actually tells you what letters correspond with numbers. Yes, looks beautiful. Um, Justin was just showing the website. Mm-hmm. If you have, uh, if you would like some letters to correspond with the numbers, you can call us at seven seven five seven retro one, and that will also dial us. And the way it works is, we don't actually—it doesn't ring or anything. Uh, you don't have to worry about ringing. It'll just say the Google person you're trying to call is not available. Mm-hmm. Leave a voicemail. So it just it instantly goes to voicemail. So. If, if it sounds weird when you call, it's because Google is telling you that we're not available and you got to leave a voicemail. Right. So that's the way that works. All right. Okay. Shout out to the Retro Junkies. Thank you, We Dude, for helping provide our music. And thank you, Fox Dude, for the beautiful logo that we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. And there is one more bit of feedback that was sent to us. Um, he actually made a YouTube video. And that's from John Wedgworth. He has a Christmas memory. It's like 15 minutes long. So that's why we didn't play it during the show. But I'm going to add it to the end after the music. Sweet. At the end. There is another Christmas memory. It's pretty good, but it's long. So be prepared. Stay stay tuned. Listen to that. Stay tuned. Uh, John does a pretty cool soon-to-be podcast, but it's been just a webpage. It's called Nerd Noise Radio. Mm -hmm. It's all about music and games and stuff. It's pretty cool. But... So there'll be a good uh, little memory there at the end. All right. Okay, I am sufficiently out of um, words to say. See you all in 2017. Have a... Goodbye. (laughs) Have a Merry Christmas. And and a holiday. And a Happy New Year. Boop, boop. This is John from Nerd Noise Radio, and I'm here today to share with you one of my favorite Christmas memories. It's the memory of Christmas 1989. Now, a few years ago, for a now-defunct magazine called Retro Gaming Times Monthly, 
I wrote a memoir of this event uh, in an article called The Fire and the Glory and the Unfortunate Truth About What Happened to the Transformers. So, without further ado, why don't I go ahead and read that article? <clears throat> Sunday, December 24th, into Monday, December 25th, 1989, 1411-22nd Street, Apartment 3, Des Moines, Iowa. We lived in the ghetto. We lived in Apartment 3 of a standalone 12-unit, three-story apartment building. Apartment 3 was in the northeast corner of the bottom floor. Apartment 10, which will be important later, was in the southwest corner of the top floor, as far away from apartment 3 as possible. It was Christmas Eve, and I couldn't sleep. My brother Jesse and I, 8 and 9 years old respectively, shared a room, and my bed was right under the window, affording me a good view of the southeast night sky. I lay there, sleepless, watching the sky for any sign of a certain airborne, venison-propelled carriage commandeered by its cheerfully corpulent custodian. Instead, all I was presented with was a swath of stars, muted by the inner city's glow, winking back at me as if to assure me of their shared vigil. Rising starkly against the night sky was the KCCI weather beacon, oblivious to such trivial matters, singularly focused to the point of mania with whether it was going to be warmer, cooler, dry, or wet. At long last, the search for Santa proved sufficiently exhausting, and I fell asleep. Next thing I knew, I was awakened very fervently by one of my parents, the other one having an even harder time with Jesse, telling us to get up in a hurry. There was a fire. At first I received this with skepticism, suspecting a clever ruse was afoot, and we were about to be herded out to a pleasant parade of presents. But when I made it to the living room and received my first whiff of smoke, I realized this was no ruse at all. Entering the hallway was surreal and almost dreamlike. It was slightly hazy. There was a flurry of people, most of whom I recognized as other tenants but could neither name nor assign to units. Firemen were also among those in the haze, trying to see us to safety. With that same end in mind, Mom vigorously herded us out to our 1975 Chevy Nova, while Dad ran back, to se- ran back in to secure a uniquely valuable item. As it turns out, Apartment 10 was the one that was on fire, and since we were completely diagonal from it, horizontally and vertically, we were not in imminent danger. Of course, the fire department wasn't about to take any chances, and so they were evacuating everybody. Moreover, I do not believe that my parents were aware yet that the danger was so remote, and thus, Dad's flight back into the house, even if not in reality, was in perception, and therefore intent, a mad plunge back into mortal danger. Meanwhile, Mom, Jesse, and I were seated in the car, seeing only the red glow in the sky and the commotion below, the building itself blocking our view of the inferno. Now, while I do not remember this particular detail myself, I receive it in good faith from reliable sources that at one point during our automotive exile, I spontaneously broke into a chorus of Billy Joel's 1989 hit, We Didn't Start the Fire, demonstrating for all present just what kind of grasp this nine-year-old had on the gravity and severity of the situation playing itself out before him. So transfixed were we with the scene that we nearly failed to notice Dad run towards, around, and finally behind the car to load a blanket-wrapped something into the trunk. After an unknown period of time, the all-clear was given, and we were able to return. 
but not before Dad rushed the unknown object back into the house ahead of us. I do not recall having any trouble falling back to sleep, but I guess Dad never did, opting to stay awake in the living room for fear of any possible reignition. When Mom and Dad woke us up around 7 that morning, the customary hour for presents in our house, it was with full assurance that there was no emergency this time, but instead, it was time to get up and unwrap things. So, we padded out in our PJs and took up residence in the shadow of the majestic old aluminum tree, awash in the glow from its trusty sidekick, the color wheel, buzzing its way through the cycle of red, green, blue, and yellow. Blue was my favorite, yellow my least. Once nestled around the tree, the customary organized chaos ensued, and the neatly wrapped packages surrendered their carefully concealed secrets. We received some Transformers from my Uncle Paul. These will be important later in the story. There were also several things which, for which I cannot remember. Then Dad handed Jesse and I each a squarish package to unwrap. They were game cartridges for the NES. His was Donkey Kong Jr., and mine was Excitebike. This revelation threw the room into confusion. Okay, that's overstating it, but it did cause Jesse and I to look at each other in confusion. What gives? Clearly this was all a mistake, so I felt it was incumbent upon me to straighten Dad out. Now what follows is my correction address, if not verbatim, as close to it as I can manage. Oh wow, thank you Dad, thank you very much. But these are Nintendo games. We have an Atari. You see, Nintendo is a way cooler, more powerful system, and our Atari just can't play them. Now everyone, including yours, truly agrees that it's the you see part that makes it so great. As I was making my attempt to bring clarity to the situation, Dad's way of handling it was to just sit there and let the grin on his face get bigger and bigger. After I was done, he allowed the words to hang in the air for a moment before playing dumb and saying, Oh, my mistake. Well, here you go. And he reached back behind the couch and pulled out a much larger wrapped package. Our, to that point, greatest hopes and dreams and aspirations in life were then realized when an NES emerged from underneath the wrapping paper. Now, this was not only a Nintendo, it was THE Nintendo. The one that came with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, two controllers, and the Zapper Light gun. I don't remember anything from the next 30 minutes. This period of time is a blackout. It is lost to me. All I know about it is that Jesse and I went absolutely berserk. The sheer magnitude of the joy and excitement we felt must have temporarily taken my long-term memory recording device offline like a lightning strike to a power grid. Again, I have an unreliable report that I was running and jumping up and down through the hall between the living room and the bedrooms, shouting repeatedly, I can't believe it's mine! So, after a brief but insufferable waiting period while the NES was set up, Jesse and I eagerly jumped in and started playing. It was too good to be true. It didn't seem real. Or perhaps more accurately, it was that everything did seem so real. When you're used to Atari 2600, then the even to us now basic NES graphics sound and depth seem nothing short of magical and epic. Now, of course, 
This wasn't the first time we had experienced the glory that was the NES. We had friends in the complex that had them and let us play. We also had numerous opportunities to bask in the mind-altering glow at several stores in the area. But this was different, because this was ours. We didn't have to go home. We were home. We didn't have to covet. It was ours. Now we could play it any time we wanted. Oh, the magic, the greatness, the glory. At some point, we goaded Mom into trying Mario, and for her first amazing feat, she plunged headlong into a fatal collision with the game's first Goomba. After getting the hang of the Goombas, jumping on or around them, things went smoothly, until about 30 seconds later when she encountered the game's very first pit. It proved too alluring to resist. Her difficulty with the game was probably for the best, though, as our eagerness to reclaim the controllers quickly eroded any patience the spectacle produced. A short time later, we were told that Uncle Paul was on his way, and were instructed to demonstrate that we deeply appreciated the Transformers. The Transformers? That's right! We had totally forgotten! So, when the knock came, I rushed up, snatched the Transformer from its place, answered the door, and immediately launched into a profusion of half-sincere thank yous. To help underscore the half-honest interest and completely dishonest zeal, I decided to demonstrate the toy's transformative powers when the unthinkable happened. It broke. I stood locked in shock and horror as time phenomenologically lurched to a halt. But then the moment passed, time resumed, and I went back to playing Nintendo. Eventually, Paul tried his hand as well, producing nearly identical results to Mom's misadventures. And that was Christmas 1989, the most memorable Christmas of my life. Now, it didn't take long for the details of the fire to emerge. Apparently, the mother came home drunk and fell asleep on the couch with a lit cigarette in her mouth. This set off a chain of events which led me to sing We Didn't Start the Fire from a parked car in the middle of the night. The woman was okay. I, she was probably a little singed, but she was okay. Nobody died in the fire, but this woman and her son lost everything. Their apartment and all it contained were completely destroyed. Moreover, the apartments directly below received major water damage, and the other apartments on the third floor received major smoke damage. The hallway was rendered an oily, pitch-black smear from the smoke and heat, and the smoke detector, which had faithfully sounded the alarm from its ceiling perch, died in the line of duty, melting into a gruesome caricature and falling to the floor. The boy from apartment 10 was more or less our age. We had made his acquaintance, probably through playing in the halls, but never got close to him. I don't even remember his name. It also emerged that we were not going to be the only kids in the building that got a Nintendo that year. He was going to as well. Of course, his was ruined in the fire, sitting under what used to be a Christmas tree, and it all came to naught. They moved away after that, and I never knowingly saw or heard from him or about him again. I hope that the experience hasn't scarred him. 
I hope his life has gone better since. I hope his mother got straightened out. I hope that he got his Nintendo. I would love to get the chance to speak with him again, but not knowing his name or anything about him, what are the odds? The contrast between his Christmas and mine, and his parents and mine, are as stark as the white painted walls on our first floor hallway and the murky black smudge that was the third floor. Our day of extreme joy contrasted with his day of pain and fear. The respect and admiration for my parents engendered by the contrast with his mother is a paradox that will remain with me until the day I die. His mother got drunk and started a fire which destroyed their home and his Nintendo damaged several others' homes, and most likely ruined all their Christmases that year. My mother whisked us out to the safety of the car. My father, not knowing he was safe, thinking he was risking his life, and indeed risking his life in spirit, if not in truth, rushed back in to rescue our NES from the inferno, preferring to face peril for the sake of a mere video game, simply because he knew the NES would mean the world to his boys. All these things serve to make the memory of Christmas 1989 at 1411 22nd Street in the final analysis a very bittersweet one, and yet among my most cherished. Thank you for listening. That's the story, and we will talk to you later.